Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. We've seen more of Asa the last couple of weeks, obviously, with some injury stuff and everything going on. How have you seen him kind of, I guess, rise to the occasion in that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Asa Turner having a, uh, a lot of playing experience um, has helped him out in terms of being able to plug and play. Um, you know, when his name was called, I think he was ready to just step in and execute. I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a smart kid understands, um, you know, our playbook and our, our schematics and, and expectations and the standard of our room. Um, so when it was time for him to step up, he, he, he did a really good job and, and we're excited about, you know, where, this, where it's going for him. What's kind of his next step in his progression? What do you want to see next? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think like everybody, there's a lot of things that, you know, we can get better at. I mean, that's... It's one of you know the anchors of our program is just constant improvement, and um, I think there's not one specific um, thing that he needs to work on. You know, there's there's you know pieces of his game that he can improve um, in general, and um, I mean he's he's taking you know notice of that and being very you know intentional about you know studying film, you know focusing on his weaknesses, his strengths, whatever they may be, and just trying to improve in general. What, what do the DBs need to do to, to help this team stop the run more consistently? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a collective thing. Um, you know, we always talk about all 11 hats flying to the ball. And I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we all need to play physical, um, especially us in the back end. We need to play physical and just fly to the ball um, and, and, you know, create havoc where it, where it can be created. And um, I think our guys are definitely up for, uh, you know, the challenge. Uh, actually embrace it. So excited to see what, you know, what everybody does on the defense. But we all just have to have, to have the same mindset of playing physical and, and flying around, getting all 11 hats to the ball. How would you grade your pass defense? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's really for me to grade. Um, I'll leave that to you guys. But I think our guys are, are, are doing a good job um, when it comes to pass defense. Um, you know, being very sound in their techniques, uh, being in the position to make plays, and, and it helps when you got guys up front that can get after the quarterback. Uh, makes it a little easier for you in the back end to be able to defend, uh, whether that's at you know DBs or the linebacker position. Um, but I mean, you know, we just want to play sound defense, and that's something that we talk about um, all the time. Just being detailed um, and being intentional about everything that we're doing. Is it rare for you guys that you don't? You haven't been called for pass interference in seven games. I mean, to be honest with you, I hadn't even known that that was, I guess, a stat. To be honest with you, I didn't. I don't really pay attention to that. But um, I mean, we're our guys are doing a really good job throughout the week. It's in terms of focusing on and 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 really perfecting their craft and improving in their techniques. So that way, when they are in position to make plays on the ball. 
they just go and make a play. Um, they don't panic. They just they just do what they you know been coached to do. They trust the technique. They trust the coaching, and they just make plays. Do you sense that Trent is getting a little bit of a reputation, and people are staying away from him? You know, I mean, you know, having played the position, I, I think, I think it's it's hard to say that you know. Uh, coaches or officer coordinators are, are focusing on staying away from a kid because at the end of the day, coaches want to be challenged as well. Um, offices want to be challenged as well. But I think he's he's done a really good job in terms of his career here of of earning the respect. Um, but I think you know overall, overall as a defense, I mean everybody you know has, has has done a good job at that as well. So when Kyler mm -hmm. came in. Has he developed that physicalness since he got here, or was he that physical when he showed up? Yeah, um, so I came back. Um, well, I left before Kyler was a freshman. Um, so when I got back, yeah, I guess he was, yeah, a sophomore going into his junior year, and and uh, definitely seen some growth in his play. But he was always he's always been a physical player. Um, those are the kind of guys that we we recruit we recruit physical players. Uh, you got to be physically and mentally tough to play here. And I think he's just taking his game to a whole nother level just in terms of being confident in playing the position, being confident in playing at this level. And I think it's just showing for him on Saturdays. I was on the sidelines in one of the games. There was a scout from a pro team, and he was looking at Trent, and he was looking at Kyler. And he said, yeah, those are dudes. And then he looked at me and said, who's next? <laughs> Where are the next guys up after those two? Oh, we got a room of them. <laughs> we got a room of them, and we're excited to see, you know, where it goes for them. I mean, obviously, we got to focus on, you know, what's going on right now, but we got a room of guys like the Elijah Jacksons, the Jacoby Covingtons, the Meech Piles. We got a room of guys that are, you know, ready to step in, and, and when their name is called, go out there and execute. Good. Thank you. Coach Tom Meech, you know, he's a guy that uh, – at the beginning of the season, I, I don't know that we knew that we'd see him as much as we have so far. Um, can you take me through a little bit of what's earned him the right to, to be on the field out there with as competitive as everyone well, I mean, I know I've said it before, and I don't know, uh, Coach Lake has, has, has talked about it and harped on it before, but I mean, we always talk about the next man up. Um, and everybody has to prepare as, as if they're a starter, as if the job is theirs. Um, there's nobody that, you know, you got to have that mindset of competing with yourself to be the best version of yourself. And that's what Misha's done a really good job at um, in terms of approaching meetings, approaching, you know, the field work, practice, um, doing extra work himself um, in the weight room and the little things that have just added up to him building more confidence and trusting himself with the coaching, trusting the technique. And it is and it's shown. And that's, you know, like we always say, if you, when your name's called, will you be ready? And he, and he did that, and he's shown it over and over again that he's ready. Thank you, guys. Jackson, I'm wondering, when, when Eddie goes down and you've got other guys sort of rotating in beside you, do you have to sort of overemphasize communication, or do you have to make more of a point of that, or how do things change when you have different people kind of flowing in there? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't think it changes um, like the communication aspect too much. We're always trying to be over communicating, um, you know, whether it's needed or not, just to make sure everyone's on the same page. So I, from a communication standpoint, I don't think it changes all too much. Yeah. Were you aware when you got hurt? In the game, no. No. I'm wondering, um, how have you seen, you know, you've got a couple guys that are flowing in there, but uh, Carson Bruner being a young player, 
Um, having been here for his year and a half, I guess, how have you seen him get more confident and just improve in his game? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's been fun to watch. Um, you know, he's definitely, you know, improving and learning and picking things up quickly. And it's it's fun to see him out there and competing and playing hard. And he's, he's tough and and really, really enjoys football. So it's, it's, it's fun to play next to him. You're so close with Eddie. Is there a noticeable difference just not having him around, regardless who's next man up and all that? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you lose um, someone who uh, you know contributes a lot, it's, it's noticeable. But you know, like you said, it's next man up and it's football and things happen and you gotta you know make adjustments on the fly and that's what we're doing and you know rolling with the punches. With, with Stanford, I mean, they've given you guys a tough time. And when you're going into a Stanford game, what do you what do you know that the challenge is going to be for them um, offensively against you guys? What the challenge is going to be for them? Yeah, we know you're playing a Stanford team, oh, yeah. and with how physical they are, just yeah. what, what's that challenge like, and why has it been so so tough? Oh yeah. against them? Yeah, I mean, they're you know really good at what they do, and so um, you know they bring it every time. And uh, I mean, I, I think the challenge is that they they know what they want to do, and they're really good at it. And they, you know, they got a good coaching staff, smart players. So I think that those are some of the challenges, and it's it's always a fun game. What's it like on third down and long, and you see Zion over there, and uh, I mean, I I got a picture. He's getting triple team and held. And does that what does that open up for you guys when you see that? Oh yeah, I mean it's. It's great having him on the field. If I'm being honest, I don't really notice the personnel too much in the moment. But, you know, when you see the quarterback gets a sack and Zion gets up, you're like, okay, yeah, it's nice to have him out there. He gets pretty animated after a sack. Have you ever been that animated? Oh, he, yeah. I mean, he's sitting right back there. He gets pretty, he gets, he gets going after a big play for sure. So you can ask him about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm not quite as, um, Animated on the field usually. That's just not quite my personality, but you know. As, as an inside linebacker, I mean, you mentioned it. When you know what Stanford is going to do against you, when you when you know that they're going to try to run the ball and they're going to try to out physical you, do you look forward to that? I mean, are those the kind of games that you play the position for? I guess as an inside linebacker. Yeah, I mean, I think every week brings its own you know challenges and. Um, Things that are fun, but I think the Stanford is going to be a fun opponent. Um, yeah, it'll be good. What do you remember about last year's Stanford game? Not a whole ton. You know, the games are sometimes a blur, but I remember we didn't win it. So, you know, a little sour taste in your mouth for sure. All good. All right. All right. Hey, Zion, first off, I'm curious. I mean, we haven't talked to you in a long time. Um, with the injury, what, when it happened, did you did you know right away that this this is, feels different? This could be a serious thing. Um, nah, I definitely remember that day like it was yesterday. Uh, I thought someone had stepped on me like mid play, and I was getting back up. Felt fine. Went to walk on it. Couldn't. That's really all there was to it. Got to the sideline. It's like I, I didn't realize till. Even as they took me off the field, I'm like, you know, we're going to tape it up and we'll be fine. You know, maybe it's just a little stinger or something. And then kind of coming to the realization, like getting into the training room, I'm like, 
I'm gonna need an x-ray to tell me that something's off, you know? And so it was, it was a hard day for sure. But uh, I mean, you know, I had my, had my little moment with the trainers and my parents gave them a call and then it was okay, what's next? Let's do it. And so next step was surgery and then the grind started from there. We were, we were there for that practice, but did anybody hit you or was it, was it a non-contact thing or what, what happened? Yeah, I just uh, went to get off the ball and the Achilles gave out, I guess. And uh, I, I remember the day, uh, the, the, the exact clip number and everything. If you ever want to watch it, I'll pull it up for you. <laughs> Did you have a firm target date for yourself, let alone medical advice, as far as when you were going to come back? I always thought you'd come back to UCLA again. Yeah. Um, well, the day I got hurt, it was, you know, in April, they said six months. I did the math. It's just six months. That, that still falls in season. I was like, all right. So, so there's a shot at season. And they're like, nah, but like, we're looking at 10. And I was like, you said six to 10, which means we're shooting for five. So, <laughs> yeah, that's really what it was. I had a... At first, you know, they're telling me, you know, maybe the bowl game. And I'm like, not okay with that. And so I personally circled Oregon um, and then, you know, beat that too. So, uh, like I said, um, everybody who's asked me, it's just blessings. Uh, you know, I got, I got a great staff behind me and uh, great brothers supporting me. It wasn't uh, as difficult a process as it, as it could have been um, just with all the support I have, both family, friends, and, and everyone I have here in Washington. Can you give us an idea of what rehab is like? What can you do? What can't you do? You know, just how hard is it? Can you lift weights? Can you run? What can you do? Yeah, I was, uh, after, after a, a week, after my surgery, I was lifting, you know, but just using everything but my leg. Um, the hardest part about rehab isn't what you can do, it's what you can't. And, uh, you know, I'm a very, very uh, hard-headed individual. And so basically when they say you can't do something, it's like, all right, well, let's figure out how to do it then. <laughs> and so um, whenever, whenever it came to stuff like that, I was just, you know, striving to work to do what I couldn't in a sense. And, and uh, telling them, you know, once I beat their, their timeline, you know, I'm like, all right, like it's, maybe it's time to listen to my timeline. And so that's kind of how it happened. Coach says you, you got to where you got by attacking your rehab, and you just said all these things that you can't do. So, so what is there to attack, and how much of it is is mental? Yeah, it started off really early in my in my rehab. You know, something as silly as uh, the only thing I could do uh, in the splint was wiggle my toes. I was like, all right, I'll be the best I'll be the best toe wiggler in the world. You know, and then uh, it comes to. You know, I start working out. It's easy to like focus on other things, but then, um, you know, big picture, you know, the Achilles is what we're working to get healthy. And so, um, yeah, basically whatever I could do every, every week, it's like really, I could only add on like one new rehab exercise. And um, I just kind of told myself PT never stops. So I was at home doing the whole PT through and through again. If I'm watching TV, I'm doing PT. If I'm if I'm doing homework, I'm wiggling my toes, you know? And so it's just, uh, it was just a drive to get back onto the field. Uh, I love these guys and, and uh, I don't think I have uh, the, the, the strength to stand on the side for a whole season. Uh, and so I'm just thankful, yeah. Baseball players have Tommy John surgery. A lot of people say that that tendon comes back stronger. Did the doctor say by doing that surgery that they did that it'll actually be stronger before? And did you have any hesitation when you first started back playing football? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, the doctors did tell me that kids would come back stronger, and you know, I'm a very curious person, I like to know what I'm getting into, and so I was asking them pretty much everything around the surgery, and uh, they said, you know, the only thing that could be affected was your was my explosiveness. I was like, my explosiveness. I'm I'm outside linebacker. I literally have to get off the ball every play, and so. Um, I trusted the process, but I also, you know, kind of went out on my own and made sure to, to kind of work that explosiveness out myself. And um, I think that's what you're seeing, just a combination of the work that I, I put in by myself and with, with uh, the staff uh, kind of combining to, in my opinion, uh, me a better player today. So. Your explosiveness the day before you were injured and today, how do they compare? Uh, it's it's kind of a combination of just uh, confidence and and uh, field savvy that's really helped me. Um, I think my, my explosiveness in terms of my twitch is always there, maybe even better. Um, but but uh, really, what what's helped with my get off is just kind of my understanding of the field and, and what I feel out there. Uh, I think you guys you can see it on tape. There's the uh, I'm just kind of sometimes I go without even you know. It's just. I see something and I take it. This is my reads. And so, um, yeah, when you're not physical, the, the one thing you can do is improve your mental fortitude, your understanding of the game. And, and that's one thing that Malloy was, was very, very, very strict on me about. And so it's kind of, like I said, everything coming together, full picture now. I'm wondering, um, when you're going through rehab and it's all behind the scenes, you know, a lot of people talk about there being little milestones or little victories that kind of get you through it. I'm wondering, were there individual days that stand out that were big for you where you're able to do this for the first time or able to do that for the first time or kind of crossed off certain things? Um, sheesh. It all happened so fast. It's like cool to like sit down and look back on it. Um, I'd say the, the day that I ran for the first time in secret with the trainers and I, I'd like, I was, I was running by myself, but you know, like, I'm not gonna do anything stupid to get myself hurt, right? So the tra once the trainers are finally like, yeah, you can run, I was like, all right. So I went at it a little harder and I was just like, it felt really good. I could tell that like, I was actually at that point already, I could tell like my form was better and everything, just working at every, at all the fundamentals. And so, um, yeah, that day was really big for me. And then a lot of people don't know, I cried the day of the UCLA game uh, during the dog walk. It was just, uh, it was a lot, you know? Somebody said you jumped over a bench at, what, Arizona? <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> 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 well, after the ball camp, we saw you still really involved with your teammates, like you before you were back on the field. You know, was that important to you? You still get involved with your while you're still working on that? Yeah. Um, it, would, it would be very selfish of me to, you know, kind of go into a shell just because, you know, the world's not working out well for me. Uh, at the end of the day, I was able to contribute. It may not have been physically out there on the field, but um, you know, my, they value my perspective, what I see, and and um, and my game. And so I'm just willing willing to share that with anyone who's willing to listen. Zion, you said you mentioned you cried during the dog walk. What what made those emotions come up? What what was it about that that, that made you emotional? Yeah, it was the. Uh, it was just like the culmination of everything. Uh, I remember the day after, the day I got hurt, um, just talking to my friends. It's just like, you know, coming off of last season, high expectations and not even not even public pressure, just on, on myself. And um, 
in a moment, you know, any nothing's promised. So it, was, it felt like it was getting taken away from me. And so it's just, you know, for me to have to, to come back on that six month mark and, you know, to play with this team, it's just, like I said, I'm thankful. Um, I was looking at one game this year, the day I got hurt. And uh, now I'm like, I'm sitting here with seven, uh, for sure. So, uh, like I said, feels good. I'm just thankful to be here. I've always been curious. You grew up in the shadows of one of the most famous battlefields in the world. Has that had much of an effect on you growing up? And, uh, uh, hmm. Growing up in Hawaii, period, is very different. And, um, uh, I can't. I can't really explain it to words. The culture there and everything. Um, you can. You can bring up any Hawaii boy on the team. It's. Um, it's very humbling and it's very. Um, uh, I wouldn't say traditional, but th there's there's things out there that, that you you only see out there. And so, um, kind of the the makeup of the air is is kind of what you see when you see me. You know, uh, I, I'm outgoing. You know, happy, fun guy, and uh, just love to have fun and play the game. And so. Um, yeah, I definitely think not not to put down any other states or anything, but I definitely think that being in Hawaii, playing the game that way, helps you to remember that you play the game to have fun, and that you know, uh, although it will, it is a business, and you know, it it will become a business more so for me someday. That uh, I play this game because I love it and I and I have fun playing it. So that's uh, my mindset every time I step out on that field. I'm sure you've seen this on social media and stuff, but there are fans that that would say. You have an NFL future. Why would he want to come back this season? The team's only whatever, you know, two and four, three and four. I'm sure you've seen that. Well, what do you, what do you say to, to people that would say, why doesn't he just protect his future? Why doesn't he just sit out? I feel, I feel like I'm protecting my future by not sitting out. Um, I don't, I'm trying to be a, a sports broadcaster, so I kind of I feel like I know the in, ins and outs of the draft process. And so I feel like maybe... Um, no, not maybe. I feel like I know I could improve my where wherever I, I am stationed and on on boards, and um, you 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 do that by playing. And um, uh, do I have NFL aspirations? Yes, but uh, where you go, how you get into the NFL can dictate the rest of your career. And so, I would like to just put myself in the best possible position to do so. And when you got the sack, um, I'm sure that's a sack you've been envisioning for a long time. What's the what was the feeling like? What was the adrenaline rush like when you got him down? It was weird. It was weird. Uh, I like got the sack, and I. It took me a while, like a second, to realize I got the sack, and then like I didn't plan a celebration, so I sprinted to the sideline. <laughs> um, but uh, it felt like a relief because I didn't get it. I didn't get mine um, uh, against UCLA. I would even even though I only had ten plays, that's ten. I was in on ten pass rushes, you know. So. Um, that's that's ten failed attempts at a sack. So it was it was a relief and and kind of just a a way of of uh, me being able to show that like I'm still here. Uh, Coach Malloy, can you just talk about your relationship and where you guys were at during the rehab and how he helped you? Yeah, Malloy, uh, he uh, he keeps my head on. You know, he keeps my head on straight. Uh, very easy to to give in to, you know, uh, to to just, you know, that it's hard. 
it's, it's going to be hard. That's that's one thing that he kept me on. It's going to be hard. Like it's up to you whether hard dictates what you do. And so um, I was with him every day, whether it be watching film or just talking. You know, he's he's uh, he's definitely almost like an uncle to me at this point. You know, uh, convinced me to move out here and and, and play football. And so um, you know, he holds a special place in my heart. And so. My favorite part about him is I'll, I'll never have to mince my words with him, and he never has to mince his words with me. And so, um, if I had a bad day, if I, you know, was being a punk because I was in a bad mood, he, I, he, he would make you know put me right in my place, and he would go back to work. Your first play on the field was a single team that started the double team in Arizona. It was triple team, and then hands up around your neck. Just do you feel like you're a marked man, and how do you avoid all that? Uh, there, there is no void in it. Um, you make plays. The, co- the other team's coach is going to notice you, and that, and that's all it is. Um, they tried, like you said, to to run one on one blocks, and it uh, doesn't work for the most part. Uh, and so, I'll, I'll take a triple team. Uh, I'll take a triple team. If I get seventy snaps a game, I'll take a triple team seventy snaps a game because that means that I have one on ones everywhere else. So. Um, I, I think we have we have weapons all along this defensive front that if you want to dedicate more than one person to someone, someone else is going to see some success. And um, I, I can only help elevate that, you know, so that's the goal. You know what you're capable of, obviously. What are your expectations for yourself the rest of the way here? Oh, yeah, well, uh, definitely got to get my sack count up um, to at least one per game. And then... Um, just make plays. I, I honestly feel like I know, like it seems super simple to say, but uh, you make play, you'll make a play here, make a play there. It's momentum is is really the biggest player in most games. And so, um, if even if things aren't looking good, scoreboard or how we're playing, a lot of times we're still in the game. And so, with me on the field, I definitely feel like I present an opportunity for a big play at any given time. And um, you know, w- once once that play arises. Uh, you know, hopefully things swing our way uh, in any game, whether we're in the lead or not. So, um, you know, it just feels good to score points, and I have to do my part in setting us up to do so. I know people joked about it, but has anyone said, let's maybe leave the benches alone? Uh, yeah, I definitely got a list of about 40 individuals who told me uh, never jump over a bench. Like I said, don't know what you guys are talking about, but uh, it's duly noted. It's duly noted. Have you been able to find any... Hawaiian food. Oh, yeah. good in Seattle. Uh, you know the best food is at Malloy's, but uh, that's not a restaurant. So um, yeah, I have Kona Kitchen like ten minutes from my house. So um, yeah, you could probably find me there any any, any given day. Yeah, it's not not too bad of a drive. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.